This episode of Geek Loves Nerd is brought to you by DrawYouAPicture.com, where you can get me to draw you just about anything for very cheap. Or pretty darn cheap, even. Uh, also brought to you by GoToMeeting.com and GoDaddy.com, where the code PODNAME121 can save you on your next domain name. Wahoo! Geek Loves Nerd, trying to find something in common since 1996. Geek Loves Nerd! Yeah! Nerd Loves Geek! Nerd Loves Geek! Raw! Yeah, she did! Yeah, she did, baby! She did not! It's a lie! She hates me! She thinks I smell like grass clippings! You do. sing along hi welcome to show number 66 brought to you the week of february 4 2010 i'm james i'm the geek and i'm jen i'm the nerd the happy nerd i'm not happy i'm not a happy nerd this week (laughs) i'll never be a happy nerd again can you tell the people why you're not happy right now or shall i um because she i made she he made me turn up the air conditioner one degree from 75 to 74. You know it's hot in Florida, right? It's only it's like 61 outside. Open the windows. 66. Just make sure you shut the door. Keep out the devil. What? You don't know that old song. I guess I don't. All right, I'll open the windows when we're done, but it's still it gets humid. It does. But um that's not what we want to talk about. What we really want to talk about is our main topic today. Today we're going to be discussing PDD, not PDA, but PDD, public displays of discipline. How do you handle a kid when they go off in the most inopportune time, right in the middle of Walmart, right in the middle of a parking lot, right in the middle of dinner with friends? Oh, my goodness. What do you do when they're 35 and they still live at home? (laughs) And they still act out. (laughs) That's the topic for a different podcast. But uh, (coughs) if you have a kid that's, you know, what, 12-ish, 8-ish? three-ish mm-hmm. we got a show for you but uh first let's talk a little bit about a different kind of problem not problem with children but problem problems with uh trying to describe what you're talking about with a client or clientele on a computer have you ever been in that situation where you're trying to describe something talk about how something works click on this go to there go to that Ugh, powerpoints I, websites frustrating but um they can't see what you're talking about and that's why it's a problem but good news you can invite them to an online meeting with GoToMeeting. They can see your computer desktop right on their computer screen so you can show them what you're talking about. You don't even have to talk to them. You can type to them. But in case you want to, there's free voice over IP included. I use GoToMeeting all the time to collaborate with colleagues and clients, of which I have many. And you can try GoToMeeting free for 30 days. But you must visit GoToMeeting. Slash podcast. That's go to meeting.com slash podcast for your free 30 day trial. Tell them Skippy McGee sent you. And when they look at you funny, just say, Shut up and give me my download. Mm. Also brought to you today by Dean Piercy and Martin Hulley. Hulley? Yeah, H L A Y. I'm imagining without the uh, vowel in there, it's Clay. 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 Maybe the vowel is silent. Maybe it's not there. Clay. <laughs> 
Maybe it's just HLAY, like I said. <coughs> Probably. All right. So let's talk about some updates. We should have a little sound effect. I want to try to get some sound effects. People have been asking, why don't you do sound effects? I'm going to try to do some stingers and bumpers. What are stingers and bumpers? Um, one of them is a type of car at a fair. That's the bumper. Another kind is like a wasp. No, they're little sound uh-huh. effects that you play before. Uh, like, like imagine we were about to do a segment called weekly? Sad Weekly Updates. Mm. That's right, folks. We got some sad weekly updates. Today, I got a haircut, and they accidentally shaved off my nose. You know, that, that's kind of <laughs> sad. And then you'd play it again. I thought you'd play that when someone says a bad joke. No, that's for another show. I was just giving you an example. I got to get something for updates, something peppy. Mm -hmm. Maybe we can have uh, Radio Jen, who we may be meeting with this weekend. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. We can have her do some stuff. She's the lady that does the voice work at the front of the show. So if you're interested in a podcast, uh, look up Radio Jen on Twitter. Tell her Skippy McGee sent you. And she won't care. And she'll be like, are you the same guy that tried to download that software for free? Hey, um, uh, nah. update-wise, what do you got? I'm going to let you go first. I'm just that kind of guy. Okay. Well, first of all, last week we um, took Jenna to her open house at her new school. Jenna's our five-year-old daughter. And she's starting kindergarten in August. She'll be starting kindergarten in August. Thanks. This is like that commercial. Mm-hmm. Jen is not a professional radio broadcaster, so I'll be repeating everything she says. <laughs> so wrong okay go ahead sorry um, um and uh no i can't do this with you doing that no we went to uh the christian school that she'll be going to next year and i took it to her and it was really cool i was very impressed they have smart boards and we did i didn't know what that was i thought those were just dry erase i boards. wasn't smart enough to know mm-hmm. what they were they're really just interactive dry erase boards. I was a little under impressed by smart boards i when when they said smart boards i expected like full on touch screens, dragging stuff. I thought it was a full like on touch. Like in the Minority Report, where they were going to be <coughs> flipping stuff around. These are kindergartners. Passing notes virtually, <laughs> drag and drop yeah. and flick. But no, it's it's basically if you're not familiar with the concept, it's a dry erase board with some sort of camera thing that that it, well, there's the projector and then a camera, and the kids can touch on different parts and basically play flash games. Play Hangman. So $500 worth of times three of, of technology, and they're playing Hangman. They were learning their letters. They were. And and all that good stuff. That's important. I it could, is when you're learning how to read. They need to learn numbers, as in that number is too high to pay mm. to pay hang, play Hangman. But anyway. No, I think it'll be awesome. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to definitely go over there and uh, play with a smart board. Sounds cool. I'd like to put a flash piano on the screen and play that. That would be exciting. It's like a giant iPod, iPad. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I bet you wish you had one. Um, I I also uh, I I went to our daughter's current school, which is a uh, which is a preschool area, and I did chapel. Since I'm the pastor at the church, this place is at. I do chapel over there about once a month. This is the first time I've done it. Mm-hmm. It was really fun. Those little kids are cute. And I was talking about, um, I was going to talk about sin, just mm-hmm. the concept of sin, because I remember at Jen, Jen's age, uh, she didn't know what sin meant. She knew it was bad, she didn't know what it was. And so I started off like this. I says, hey, boys and girls, today I'm going to talk to you about somebody I know you don't even know, you've never heard of, so it's going to be very difficult for you to pay attention, but his name is Jesus. And all the kids, of course, go, we know him, that's Jesus, Jesus. 
Jesus, we know. I'm like, oh, I'm acting like I'm upset, you know. I said, okay, okay, okay. Oh, this is going to be a little more difficult than I thought, but I'm going to find out if you really know who he is. Who's his dad? They're like, God, man. I'm like, I look at the teachers. I'm like, you guys told me this was a baby class. These kids know everything. What's the deal? Okay, okay, I got you, kids. What did Jesus die on? A cross. Oh, they're feeling smart by now. You know, that's the whole goal. Oh, man, you guys, I can't believe you know everything. I'm not even going to have anything to preach about. I'm going to have to talk about ice cream. It's going to be terrible. Uh, okay, okay. What, what what did Jesus die for? And, and about two or three, four or five of the older kids said, our sins. And, of course, all the other kids repeat it, so they, they just mm-hmm. learned something. And then I'm, I'm really wigging out. And then I says, okay, sins, but what? Here's the last question. Find out what you really know. What is sin? And none of the kids could answer. Mm-hmm. None of the kids could answer. So that, that, that's what I knew. I, I, I was just going to add one more link to that chain. And basically, I had to find for that age group, sin is just bad choices. Bad choices. What are some of the bad choices kids make? And I asked for suggestions, and I got various things. Turning off the TV on your brother and sister. <laughs> and, and somebody else says, not going to bed when your mama tells you to. Um, <coughs> our daughter's really good at that one. I think that was the yeah. one she mentioned. Somebody else says, um, saying stupid and and dumb. I'm like, yeah, so bad language. That's an example. And one kid quick as anything before I can say anything, he says, my dad says shh. <laughs> <laughs> Loud and proud. And of course, all the teachers put their, every one of them put their hand over their mouth. The, the, the director just starts cackling. And I just, without missing a beat, I just say, that's exactly right. And we don't use language like that. <laughs> and and that's what we're talking about. Bad choices. And just went on. And, uh, and, and later, the lady, uh, the director, she emails me, oh, she says, hats off to you for not even cracking a smile when that kid <laughs> busted out the language. So, yeah, yeah, chapel was very colorful. Sounds like it. Yeah. And, and, and the kid went for like, you know, cuss words, I think, are on a scale. You know, there's the D word mm-hmm. and stuff the like that. And that's like word. level one. Yeah. Well, then, even for kids, there's like, the, like you mentioned, stupid and yeah, dumb. And but, it's like, you know, yeah, level one and for kids. Matter of fact, when that girl said that, I heard other kids go, <gasps> you know, she says, she says stupid, you know, uh-huh. and, and fart, you know, the F bomb mm-hmm. for, for preschoolers. But uh, and then but then, you know, but even even in our world, we got the level one cuss words. Level two would be the A word, the B word you know mm-hmm. and all that and then there's the the hardcore yeah. words and and f bomb and the s word and mm-hmm. and that kid skipped all a b c all the way to the to the gold and um and said it, it loud awesome. and proud didn't even care yeah i saw him again today and the kid looked at me with guilt in his eyes <coughs> did he really yeah and mm. i just made the sign of a cross and absolved him mm, that's good I I, he felt I, that's, better. that's how i do it i do that kind of stuff um, but yeah. Oh, the only other thing I've got is is today I had the boy up here, and he's really coming alive. We've been mentioning that on the last few podcasts. I think letting him uh, get out of the Tupperware box that we used to keep him in has mm. really helped. Yeah, it's really letting him explore the world. It is. It, you know, the plastic bubble concept. I mean, we should have never watched that documentary and gotten yeah. those weird ideas about how to raise boys. But anyway, uh, he was watching Bolt, and he's seen Bolt, but it's been a while. And, and I think the last time he watched it, it was before the... the uh, before he, yeah, his personality just jumped out. We thought mm-hmm. he was going to be this quiet kid. He's mean and obnoxious. He bites he's his sister. actually very loud. Yeah, he's not mean and obnoxious. He's just loud. And we thought we were going to have the quiet kid and the loud kid, and Jenna would be the loud kid. Nah, nah, we got loud and louder. Mm-hmm. 
like the movie. But anyway, he's sitting up there and he's watching it and he's watching this this uh, dog, for, you know, busting through walls. And I just I got a daddy pride moment because the dog b- lowers his head and busts through the wall and Dunner's both his little chubby hands go up and he goes he's like yeah. <laughs> I wish I would have seen that. <laughs> so awesome. And then when she says bolt zoom zoom and that dog freak just goes he goes oh cat 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 and I'm like he keeps oh. saying cat cat, cat yeah because um, he calls dogs cats and so then, embarrassing and we keep sh- telling him I was like it's a doggy dummy uh, so horrible it's awful anyway that's just you know so it was great and it was this awesome dad moment and then bleh, yeah my son's less than stellar so oh well uh, he turns two in a few weeks are mm-hmm. you prepared for that Oh, I didn't really think about the whole party thing I or know. gifts or anything. We yeah. do have one gift for him already. It's the second kid. What's he matter? It's like being in the back seat. Mm-hmm. Seat belt squished down the seats. It don't, you don't matter. You're in the no, back. No, nobody cares. Thunder's number two. <laughs> Figuratively. It's, it's He's a, the poop boy. It's a good thing He's we number didn't two. have more than one. <laughs> Yuck. <laughs> It's a good thing we didn't have more than two because we really would have just completely. Yeah. Number three What's is one name? and two together. What's your name, number three? <laughs> I'm number three. We didn't name you? Oh, we forgot. Oh, oh well. Sorry. They don't really matter anyway. Yeah. Hey, um, uh, uh, oh, and then there was one more. The boy had his first barbershop haircut today. He did. And he did me proud, I got to say. That's good. He I did. wasn't there. I went in the barbershop for all of two seconds, and I felt very female yeah, and very out of place, and I left. I sensed that in the force. I've spent sensed a disturbance, yes. and I said, you can go if you want. And and all before I even finished like... the sentence, she was gone. Yeah. It was, it was full of old men and people talking about trucks and rims and axles. And they didn't look real happy to see me. No, you were invading. I was. And uh, so me and the boy hung out and he got up on the little, uh, the, the in the past, my sisters cut his hair and now we're living in Florida. No sister, right? Mm-hmm. I, he's always sat in my lap. Well, they have this wooden plank they put across, you know, he sits on it and puts, he starts crying and not out of fear. But out of shyness, he, you know, he doesn't like mm-hmm. other people and he thinks I'm going to leave him. I sat next to him. I wipe his nose. He after, but after he got over that, he did awesome. Matter of fact, the barber kept saying he's doing so good. He says, when he sat down, I was like, oh gosh, this guy's going to give me a hard time, but he is <coughs> doing great. So, so he sat still while he cut oh, his yeah. hair. He was awesome. So did he stop to crying pretty quick? Yeah, he did. He probably did a lot better with me not there. Yeah. Cause he gets really whiny. It's pretty sad. Really. Yeah, it really is. The way he disrespects you like oh my god you have no control over your son wow but anyway yeah then it was my turn and he sat in a chair for the longest time just being so good and once he got comfortable he they had a couple of toys like one of those Mm -hmm. rod with the bead things you know that you push and he he went and grabbed that put it on the seat played with that then put it back Without that's, me even saying anything. Well, that's good. <laughs> and he goes and climbs in a, in a retro barbershop chair that they have. And I asked if that's okay. He says, yeah. And, um, and and he climbs up in it and sees a mirror and looks at it, touches it. And the, and the barber says, see all his handprints on that mirror? Every kid that comes in here does that exact same thing. <laughs> sure enough. <laughs> at least they were used to that. So It's a whole different world, guys' barbershops. It is. I, I love it. I love it. It's so different than, like, beauty salons. Mm-hmm. Imagine walking in a beauty salon, sitting in a chair and taking a number. You know the, yeah. That never. ain't happening. No. You, you know, when I went to that Aveda salon, mm-hmm. I am, 
they they like offered me this hot it's evaded tea it's their own tea that they brew <laughs> and it was really good <laughs> i turned it down the first time because uh-huh. i'm not really a tea drinker but they're like no you, you got to try it it's like green tea and it yeah it's evaded they're like it's our specialty and it was so good i'm like i'm going back just for the tea you didn't get any tea at your old barbershop no, no, we got some tea for you boy <laughs> We disti- we we distilled it in the back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, I'll have yeah. The course very different between the two. I have to say. Well, I just love that you don't have to make an appointment, and that's a yeah. man-centered place right there. That you yeah. don't have to make an appointment because ain't no man making an appointment. No, that's too much. And if trouble. they do, they're going to be late for it. It's no good. At least this man is. Mm-hmm. So our main topic today is uh, and, and let's let's just play our stinger that we have right now. That really sets the segment up to win. Wow, doesn't that it? makes me sad. <laughs> <laughs> like we're gonna stink. It's like the whole segment's a joke. Yeah, it a bad joke. Matter what we say now. No, we're gonna talk about PDD, public displays of discipline, and uh, what do you do when your kid freaks out in public? It happens, especially with the preschool set. And the two-year-olds. Well, that's preschooler, right? Oh, that's true. They're preschool. <coughs> I always think of preschoolers being three, but you're right. No, I think any any infant can mm-hmm. be literally a preschooler. Um, just like I am not only a children's pastor, I'm also a singles pastor, if you think about it. Because all the people in your ministry are single. That's exactly right. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, that's the whole that's, reason why I did that right That there. sound effect needs to go away. <laughs> Would you rather something like this? That should have been right before our weekly update. Oh, man. It's time for weekly updates. Or you could have said it's time for a featured story. It's time for a featured I story. Mean, <laughs> no. It's not a featured story. It's our topic. It's time for our topic, not our featured story. <laughs> anyway, let's move on before we really bore the people. Uh, so, um, <coughs> you know, what, all right, let's, let's set the stage here. You're, you're in Walmart. You're walking. You're, you're pushing a cart. And um, your child sees something they want, or they're tired, they're just miserable. They start well, to stand up in the car. Yeah, and you and you tell them to sit down. They freak out, or mm-hmm. even better, this is when they really go nuts. Um, you're you're pulling them out of the cart, and it's time to take a couple bags and walk. And your bags, you've got bags in your hands. It's time to leave. They refuse to leave. They sit on the floor, have a raving fit because they wanted a candy bar or something. What do you do? What do you do? Well, what I what I've noticed is in in those situations immediately parents freak out and they don't do what they would normally do if they weren't in public. That's true. I I know I'm that way cuz if I was alone, I'd tan that hide a couple little tappity tap taps and I would I would sternly say get up and follow me out of this store now and mm-hmm. I would get what I want. Mm-hmm. But why don't we do that? Because we're embarrassed. What are we thinking? What's going through our minds? Well, we and we can't spank in public in general. Well, yeah. In Florida, you can. You can? Yeah. Oh. It's okay. I've always been afraid to. But yeah, what goes through our minds is, oh my gosh, my child is acting horrible. Everybody's staring at me. I'm a bad parent. They all think I'm terrible. You know, I don't even know what to do. I've got all these bags. This kid weighs 25 pounds. I can't carry it all. I'm, I'm just like at a loss. You want to sit on the floor with them and start crying. <laughs> yeah, you want to pacify them. You, you just want, want them to, to do whatever. You want them to shut up. Yeah. yeah. 
And what what we've realized, Jen and I came to it the other night, and maybe this is nothing for you, but to us it was pretty mind-blowing, or at least the revelation, is that in, in our whole topic of conversation is going to revolve around this point, is people we found do not judge you by the behavior of your child in those situations, which is what we think. When we're when it's us, yeah. we think everybody in here hates me, and they think my child is horrible, and anything I do to this child is going to make me look worse. Mm-hmm. Okay, So people don't really judge you, though, by that, by the behavior of your child. They judge you by your response to your child's behavior. Because if you look at it from another point of view, if you hear a kid screaming, like especially in a restaurant, mm-hmm. all you think is, why doesn't someone take, you know, shut up that kid and yep. quit ignoring them? Yep. But when you're the person whose kid is screaming, somehow you just feel like you can't do anything. Yeah. You're just stuck. So today we're going to just kind of go through some practical things um, that we do and, and, and uh, just to, to get our heads on straight in those situations so we can do what's right by the child. Because at the end of the day, honestly, who cares what people think? Right. Really. You'll probably never see those people again. Well, and, and the problem with caring more about what they think is you're forgetting the point of discipline, which is to make your child a better person. Mm-hmm. Not to teach them how to be good, uh, how to act good, but how to be good. And discipline shouldn't change just because you're in public. Right. Now, maybe some of your methods will, but the end result should still be for the betterment of that child, not just so they won't be an embarrassment to you. You're going to sell them short, and you're going to teach them that they have a method of manipulation. If they find they can embarrass you, they will. Right. And they'll embarrass you anyway, even if they're not acting bad. But I've seen it so many times Mm -hmm. that kids that aren't trained and and properly handled in public begin to use that as they turn 8, 9, and 10 years old. Mm -hmm. Because I go to the toy aisle every (laughs) single time I go to Walmart, every Mm -hmm. time. And I hear the same junk every time I go. I want this. Yeah. And uh, can I get this? No. And and it's funny because I walk, I take my children with me and my children do not, they, they, they have wish lists. They, we talk about it and, and we said, well, we, we, maybe we should tell Santa or put that on your birthday list or blah, blah, blah. Or do you have any money? No, I don't. Well, I don't either. Yes, you do. Not for you. You know, <laughs> and we have the conversation, but they've learned to look and enjoy that without needing everything in the aisle. But I compare that to these kids and I just feel sorry for the parents. And then on the other hand, I want to slap them and say, look, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be this way. You could fix this in mm-hmm. one minute flat. But I, I honestly think those parents who do care, it, it's it's hard for them because they get they they stall out, and they end up doing something that that only handles the moment, doesn't handle the big picture. Right. Our goal is to have a kid that won't embarrass you uh, in public, and they won't act that way anyway. But even even good kids like ours, our kids are perfect and awesome. You oh, know yeah. that we, we brag They've on them constantly. Got perfect parents. They I are, mean, come it's on, it's amazing how blessed they are. Uh, but even our kids, for some reason, between the age of one and a half and two and a half, Jenna absolutely lost her mind. Oh, my gosh. And the boy is no different. <coughs> he's he's creeping up on it, isn't he? I think he's, he's a little slower than his sister. He's there with me. I mean, I'm really? at the point where I hate taking him places by myself. You hate him is what you were trying uh, to yeah, say. Yeah, that's exactly It's it. terrible how you are with him. You hate him. <sighs> anyway, she doesn't hate him, people. Uh, but yeah, the boy is, uh, and the girl both, 
we couldn't take them out. We couldn't couldn't take the restaurants. They'd freak out. Terrible twos. Yeah, and and what are threes? Twos with practice. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. So we we got a little bit to go on. Jenna's getting where she's she's squared away pretty much. We almost got her completely raised at five years old. She's just going to kind of coast through the next few years. That's what we're hoping. Yeah, yeah. Let us uh, let us believe it. She's still she's got her challenges at her age, but it's just yeah. different. Yeah. But um, okay, so let's talk about some things that, that you do. First of all, we just we just went with it, so let's recap. Is um, get your head on straight and realize that people, um, you know, it just even though it doesn't matter what they think, it's going to help. It helps me to think these folks really want me to change this child's behavior. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're struggling with the kid, it's going to be different than if you're just letting them go. And, um, so I would, I would use that as, as number one, I've, I'm going to do something with this child. Um, the, the second thing is make sure that you keep your head on straight in the, in the fact that you're going to do what you would normally do. You're not going to exaggerate anything to try to prove a point to people that you, who cares who they are anyway. And you're not going to, uh, you're not going to back off just because either right see the problem with that preschool set though is d- delaying discipline whatever it is time out or whooping you know whatever doesn't work for that age group they have no concept if you don't get them right there no. in the moment you'd, it's you'd be happen. spanking them over something they don't even remember so what have we come to with that age <laughs> when the kid's freaking out in the middle of, of uh of of the walmart and you got a cart full of groceries what do you do um, what I do with the boy, mm-hmm. if I if I have to get him to the car and my stuff, which is always hard, um, I'll I'll usually try to like if he's just having an out and out tantrum, the freezer section, and yeah, that'll work. Stick him now, right in there. I try not to let him out of the cart ever mm-hmm. because that's always a disaster. But I mean, in the event that he's just having a tantrum, and I it, but he does climb out of his seat and stuff. Jenna never did that, mm-hmm. but anyway, he's a boy. If he's just having a tantrum, um, like I was in Coles the other day, and I was going to buy a shirt. I was like two seconds from leaving. He had some toy he had picked up he was playing with. I made him put it back. He had a fit. Mm. I mean, just lost it right there. And I'm like, okay. And I looked at the line. It had, you know, like three or four people in it. I thought, okay, I'm buying this shirt later. Like, I've got to go. I can't stand here with this, you know, writhing tantrum two-year-old waiting in line. So I put the shirt down. I picked him up, and what I do with him, and it took me a while to figure this out, I figured it out with Jenna, is I kind of hold him in the same hold that you hold colicky babies. It's called, like, the football hold. Mm. So uh. so they're they're basically horizontal to you? Yes. And you hold them mm-hmm. like a big hug? Yeah, basically. And what that does... So you look like a cross. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Except his legs keep flapping. <laughs> But um, across that waves at you, you know, if if they're having a big old tantrum, it keeps them from kicking you. Yeah. If you try to pick them up and they're having a tantrum, they're going to kick you. You know, even you know whether they mean to or not, they will kick you and they'll kick you hard. And um, it keeps them from kicking you. It keeps their you know hands. Everything kind of is is a. Uh, and you get a sick satisfaction out of restraining them because it makes them matter. <laughs> and their little tiny temper that is big as the planet. Can't do jack squat about yes. it. I mean, yeah. It <laughs> so you're in control. And it's important, though. <clears throat> it just restrains them. And if you can hold them long enough, if you can make it without just feeling like a total idiot, <laughs> um, they'll they'll stop. Yeah. They yeah. will stop and they'll calm down and they'll sweeten up right there. Mm-hmm. Because what you've done is you've shown that little monkey that your his his temper got him jack. 
Mm-hmm. But what happens so many times is we pacify, we buy the toy, we beg and plead and we get them out of the cart. We hold them, hug them, kiss them, want them to stop because we're embarrassed and we don't want to show anybody that we're a bad parent. So we're going to pour love and, and, and all this stuff out. And what does that kid learn? I got a reward for freaking out. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try this again. Yeah. And if I want something, I'm sure enough going to do this, and I'm going to do it twice as much as I did last yeah. time. I have a concept with discipline that the punishment has to outweigh the benefits of misbehavior, and I need to explain that for some folks. Um, in in our situation with with um, Jen and and my son, the punishment was that he got removed from the situation and he was held in t- in a loving way until he he. Um, until he realized there was nothing he could do to stop it, okay? But in, in and so the punishment outweighed the benefit. Well, what are you talking about the benefit, James? There is a benefit to misbehavior. That's why it's attractive to kids. That's why it's attractive to us, uh, at, at least initially. Um, and, and the example I always go with is imagine Billy doesn't want to do his homework. Um, he wants to go to his room. He wants to play video games. So to punish Billy, and this is an extreme example, but you send him to his room. Well, the punishment did not outweigh the benefit. Uh, the benefit is he's not doing his homework. That's, mm-hmm. that's the benefit of misbehavior. The, your punishment was to send him to his room, which, what, which is what he wanted anyway. You've got to find something that he hates more. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's like this. Do you want to do your homework or do you want to lose baseball? You know, mm-hmm. period. You're not going to play baseball. The punishment now outweighs the benefit. I, I, I want to do my homework now. It hurts to do my homework, but it hurts less than losing baseball, mm-hmm. which I love. And now we don't have that for Dunder. Dunder does have a baseball. <laughs> does not know what it's for or why it was torn and stitched up with this red and, thread. And if he lost it, he wouldn't even know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he wouldn't care. So um, in, in, in bringing it back to the preschool set, the kid that we talked about with a parent pacifying, the punishment, a.k.a. punishment, uh, a.k.a. reward, was we're going we're gonna to pacify him and try to change his behavior rather than changing what makes the behavior. And the kid has learned that the punishment is actually pretty dang cool. I mm-hmm. want this. I want this. So I'm And they're not embarrassed by their temper tantrums. No, absolutely not. They don't care. And I've seen 12-year-olds pitch bigger fits, and they still don't care. Because mm-hmm. they want what they want. Yeah. And right. the and the punishment and is a little bit of embarrassment, but that doesn't outweigh the benefit of getting that new Lego set. Mm-hmm. See what I mean? So they'll, yeah. they'll put up with it. They know they're being babies at that age, but they don't care. Right. And, I mean, going back to it, I, you know, there was something I did wrong, actually, that caused that situation. You gave him a toy in the first place. I, well, yeah, I let him. But, um... But the, the worst thing I did, one, I didn't have him in a cart, but two, I, I'd been shopping already with him for a while, mm-hmm. and um, I tried to do one more thing in the store. I had gone in the store to return one thing, and I was going to leave, and then I tried to you know spend some time looking and stuff, and that, that was my mistake. I was there too long. I knew you know it was close to nap time. It was close to lunchtime. Mm-hmm. It, he'd already been shopping with me for a little while. You know, it's always good to know your kids' limits and plan around naps and food and short trips. Yeah, and short trips because, you know, one thing I always try to do, especially with Jenna, was get you know twenty things done. And I learned and you were very frustrated in those yes. days. Yes. Oh my gosh. Well, I was used to not having kids where you could just go do whatever you needed to do, and if you got tired, you went home. But um, I learned that yeah, just just do like one or two things, and then you're not frustrated because by the time you're heading home, you're not mad because. 
you know, the kid had a fit, you're fine. You did your one thing. Yeah, it'd be nice to get everything else done, but at least you got your one thing done and the kid's not freaking out and you're not all stressed. And, but yeah, so there are ways to prevent it. I mean, short trips and, you know, just don't expect a lot out of your toddler. And that falls into another category that we kind of live by. What is our child being bad and what is our child being too? Mm -hmm. And you know, I'm not going to come down as hard on a child who's tired, hungry, and grouchy at two. Now, right. I, I will at a five and six year old, right? Because you still got to act. Your, you got to be respectful. I don't care what you're feeling like. You can be sad. You can cry. You can whine, but you're not going to disrespect. But with a set, with a two year old, um, holding and and restraining is definitely preferable, mm-hmm. especially when you know you've pushed your kid. That's a kid being two, right? Not a kid being bad. And they still can't have now, fit. Yeah, when and they when they turn around and start hitting you in the face and and calling you the 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 s word, huh? I don't know. I just oh. referred back to that bad kid, uh, or the kid that whose dad was bad. Um, yeah, then then it's time to 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 ramp it up a little bit. But yeah, I always sit and ask myself, you know, is my child being two, or are they being bad? You know, or or whatever age they are, mm-hmm. because there's some things kids just do, and I'm not going to come down as hard on that. I'm going to correct it. I'm right. going to address it. I'm going to talk about it, and the next time they do it, it's them being bad because mm-hmm. I've already done that. I've already dealt with it. <coughs> but um, anyway, if you haven't noticed, my wife has bronchitis. So do I, and uh, so does Jenna, and so does the boy. Yeah, I don't know that we do or not. We just decided that we're sharing mm-hmm. this together. Whatever it is, we're all coughing. Hands it's... across our apartment is what we're calling it. Mm-hmm. You can donate. Mm-hmm. It'd be great. We are the world. We are the apartment. Um, we are the ones. We share everything. Mm-hmm. It's better to give than receive in our home. That's right. We give everything we can. Uh, so removing them from the situation also seems to work. Hey, eh? yeah, that's especially important with a toddler. Yep. or a preschooler. That's what I do. In in the, that's what I did for you, husbands. This is what you can do for your wife. If you're shopping, it's your job to take the kid away. Let wife go do what she needs to do with the good kids. And you take the bad one. And like when Jenna, um, we don't eat out as much anymore, but when when Jenna did, or when Jenna was younger, we did for some reason. We had more money. Yeah, I think so. (laughs) And uh, between one and a half, two, three, she'd just start freaking out during dinner. Mm -hmm. And I would just, rather than trying to straighten her out right there, I just would start picking her up, taking her outside, and we'd go for a walk. Well, the first time she wanted to go for a walk, she thought a walk would be nice. She didn't know what happened on the walk. (laughs) After a while, all I had to do was say, do you want to go for a walk? No. She'd straighten yeah. up. And just like the boy, the boy knows that one of the, I mean, we put him in timeout sometimes, but we also put him in his crib. Now, some people say, don't put him in the crib. That becomes a punishment. Then bedtime's hard. No, he knows the difference. Our he boy does. is stupid. And really we're very, does. we're very consistent. So he knows the difference between bedtime and bad time. And uh, we've got to the point now we can just tell him, you know, reasoning doesn't work with a child unless they know. That you mean business. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we look at him. With Jenna, it used to be, you want to go for a walk? With a boy, do you want to go to bed? And boy, he'll just change. I don't care if he's in a bathtub. He he, he knows we will take his wet body and put him in, the, yeah. <laughs> in that in that. And crib. he hates that the most. And that's the best thing for him sometimes because he, he, unlike Jenna, will get destructive when he's mad. Yeah. He'll just start like throwing things or hitting, hitting things. Hitting whatever's close. Hitting the wall. I mean, just. We're going to have fun with him. Oh, my I enjoyed gosh. taking mm-hmm. care of Jenna because Jenna went through an even worse phase where I think we talked about the show where I had to literally, you know, lay on her, mm-hmm. not full force or anything, but she would just lose her mind at bedtime. Yeah. And she just needed to know there was a boss in the house, two of them. 
Yeah. And, she, and, and neither one was her. Mm-hmm. And I think the boy's going to have to go through some of that. It's hard to catch him, though. He's sneaky. He is. But I tell you, Jenna said today she cried in the bathtub, and she said, he bit me. And I didn't see a mark, but I thought to feel along her shoulder. It was dry, 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 and then slick and slippery, and then dry again. He mm-hmm. had bit her and left some <laughs> DNA samples behind. <laughs> Oh but he even pointed. I said, did you bite her? And he points to, to his shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> he can't talk, but he's like, yeah, I did, actually, right there. Did What'd you, you do with him? I, 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 I popped him on the shoulder in the same spot that he bit her. And I said, you do not bite and pop right there. And, he, and not enough to make him cry because uh, I didn't see him do it. For all I yeah. know, she might have been playing it up, blah, 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 because she's a little bit of a drama queen. Um, but I didn't catch it. But I let him know we don't bite. And mm-hmm. on the off chance, she, she did not make it up. She's not evil yet. I, I'm sure she'll figure it out eventually. I think she's catching on that if she whines real loud, he'll get in more trouble than normal. So I, yeah. I, I gotta. I well, gotta be she fair. likes that her whining gets, gets a response. Yeah, that we come running. And it's it's like, never ending, uh, <coughs> never ending fun thing. Once we get one thing worked out, they learn something else. Again, I know, I it's hate like it. raptors in Jurassic mm-hmm. Park systematically checking the fences for weaknesses. I got shocked here. <gasps> I'm going to back up, go down one more inch, and bite the fence again. Yeah. Oh, I got shocked again. And I have a feeling it's going to be that way all the way through, through yeah, life. Yeah, unfortunately. Even mm-hmm. when in their 20s. And then they get out at 18, and between 18 and 25, they start all over again. Hey, mm-hmm. wait, that was just with mom and dad. Let me find out if any of that was for real. Ow, ow. Yeah, oh, boy. I dread that. I dread the teenage years. I dread the. So, sh- so short trips and time of day make a big difference. You got to keep mindful what your kids, yeah, thinking and feeling. And then also with the boy, if I want to shop at all, snacks, yeah, because he's got no attention span for shopping, yeah, which you know he's. And, and activities at, at the dinner table. I mean, kids mm-hmm. are not adults. I don't expect my kid to act like me. Again, that comes back to, is this my kid being bad or being four? And they have attention spans. And so having activities is not a problem. That's why I like Cracker Barrel. Them goofy little uh, genius triangle thingies. Oh, my gosh. The boy loves those. Uh, I love picking them up off the floor, too. Oh, I really gosh, do. Yeah. That is my favorite part. <laughs> That is awesome. I mean, not only are those things never cleaned, that floor. Uh. Uh, well, it's pretty bad when they fall and they stick into the mush uh, still standing upright. Yes. Yeah, a little tease. You could actually use them. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, stuff like that has, makes a difference. What I love is how they give you uh, stuff and crayons mm-hmm. for the kids, and there's nothing to color. That, that one's kind of got me scratching my head yeah. lately. They're like fill up with activities yeah. for like a an eight year old, which is great. But, but put a color page in there. Yeah, have one page per age group because the big guy will color the picture, mm-hmm. but little guy cannot match and find the hidden treasure. Yeah. and follow the maze to right. the fries. You can't do it. <laughs> no, we can't. <laughs> so. Well, and another thing is, you know, know your limits with restaurants. Just don't bring your kids if they if they if consistently freak out and movies. For the love. Don't bring your kids to movies until they're at least like three. No. There, there, is, there are two unpardonable sins. One's blaspheming the Holy Spirit. And then if I had my choice, the second would be bringing your infant to a movie. Yeah. It's terrible. Or wearing flip-flops. In a movie. <laughs> yeah. And walking in and out while texting and talking to and your And if friends. you are going to bring your child to a movie, bring them during the day, not at night. Yeah. Nobody Come cares on. at Tuesday in, in the afternoon. You With, do what and you And it's a do. kid's movie. And don't bring them to rated R movies oh. or PG. You know, just For, don't even. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Freddy versus Barney. That's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah that's crazy. Barney in there. Hmm. I don't know. Freddy versus Barney. Um, one thing, though, uh, we mentioned in my update, my son sat in a barber chair 
uh, why, I mean, a waiting room area type thing while I was in the barber chair. And he sat there and he sat there and he sat there for like a good five, six, seven minutes. And that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. That's like three times the attention span of a typical one and a half year old. Um, and even after, when he when he, he he looked around first, it surveyed the area, went over, picked up something, brought it back to his chair, played quietly, put it back away, and walked away. That's a good kid. Something yeah. is good. His core is good. He's bad, but he's got a good core. And that comes from, I like to call something called palate time. And we talked about it a few shows back when you read the Duggar book. Mm-hmm. And you tell him a little bit about palate time, and then we'll talk about how we've used it and the benefits of it. Um, in the book, she presented it as it's kind of a way for her to, and you know, find a place for the little ones while she's trying. To, she homeschools all her kids, uh-huh. so I know that's like I couldn't even homeschool one, let alone like eighteen of them. But um, anyway, the, she has the young kids sit on a blanket, and they can have one toy, and they're not to leave the blanket for a certain amount of time. Yeah, and she just increases the time, you know. Uh, gradually over time and um if the kid gets off the blanket she just gently tells them no and puts them back on the blanket mm-hmm. now i didn't have as much success with it as i'm sure she does because i did you know i haven't done it quite as consistently and all that but you did it but i did it for a while and we did it enough to be able to reference it when we need mm-hmm. to yeah and now if we're in public or anywhere or at church waiting to leave if we don't want our kids running around we can call out it's pallet time sit against the wall and they and they they've learned to be content. Mm-hmm. And I need to I need to reinstitute it because I think he'd do a lot I better. I think he would. I, we had a real you know Jenna loved it. She thought it was the greatest She'd thing get ever. Get a book, yeah, and lay on the yeah. pallet and just. Oh. But um, we had a hard. I mean, he was probably what like fourteen months yeah. at the time. He was real little, but now he'd probably do a lot better being a little bit older. But yeah, it's um, and I think it goes back too to just having the expectation that my child can sit for a few minutes can be good i you know one thing i think with the kids especially you know that i'm remembering now coming up against a two-year-old again is that what i want for my kid is the most important not what they want amen and um it's hard to remember that sometimes because you spend a lot of time catering to them sorry i said amen that's okay (laughs) i was preaching (laughs) anyway you spend especially as a mother you spend so much time catering to them that you feel like you have to in general, you know, that, mm-hmm. that anything they want, because you, if they're hungry, you need to feed them, you know, it's, right. but, um, you know, you have to remember that just cause they want something just because they're unhappy, you know, just cause this isn't the most ideal doesn't mean, you know, their whole life isn't going to be full of this is the most kid friendly, right. you know, ideal place. Well, and the filter you put that through is, is it them being their age or them being bad? <clears throat> if they're right. hungry, that's one thing. That's them being their age. Mm-hmm. If, if they're not hungry and they're just freaking out because they wanted chips instead of, you know, cheese fries or whatever, that's being bad. Right. So right. it's hard to tell sometimes. But at the end of the day, whatever you don't want that kid doing at 12 and 24, you don't want them doing it at 2 and 3. Mm-hmm. And so just like you potty train them, you're patient with them until they potty train, but but you get them out of behaviors, even if they're not bad per se, if they're inappropriate, like lifting your skirt. Jenna used to do that when she was eensy, eensy, weensy, and I never laughed. I never giggled. I never said that was cute. 
because I didn't want her doing that at five and six and seven years old. Mm-hmm. And and just the other just yesterday, I was walking her to the car, and she says some little girl did that and got in time out. And and she's like, I would never, 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 ever do that. And and she's learned. It's mm-hmm. little things. I don't let my kids put their fingers in their mouth, even when there's crying. The boy's got this habit of sticking his fingers in their mouth. So it's always sit down and time out and get your fingers out of your mouth. <laughs> I don't want him sucking on his hands the rest of his life. Yeah. And that'll happen. I I struggle with biting my fingernails to this day. I'm 36 years old. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I'd quit for four straight years. I'm biting them again. I don't know what my deal is. I don't want that for my kids. So, you know, I don't know. Um, uh, the last thing for older kids, I I really like the concept that I call minimum requirements. Um, to me, if you can imagine with me, there's two levels of goodness. There's there's minimum requirements. There's expectations which fall in the middle and imagine uh, like a like an ice cream sandwich the bottom layer would be minimum expectations the filler would be expectations the top would be um um uh goal uh, not goals uh what would it be uh okay I don't know, but imagine there's another layer on top. I can't remember my own analogy, but anything above that top layer would be exceeding expectations. Okay. Mm -hmm. Great behavior, if you will. Anything in the ice cream sandwich between the layers would be good behavior. And then anything below the minimum expectations would be bad. I think it's important in every situation to set your minimum expectations. And as your child grows, explain that to them. And you can do it case by case. Hey, we're going to go out. We did that with Jenna the other day. We're Mm -hmm. going to to your teacher's house to talk about Sunday school. We're not going for you. And we're going to talk for a long time. We've brought movies and games and fun. And we're going to need you to sit and watch your movies, sit and play games, and leave us alone. If you need anything, come and let us know. But we're not... She's not going to want to talk to you a whole bunch, though she still loves you. Your time with her is on Sunday. Right now, we're going to eat, and then it's meeting time. And we we just laid that out. You go to mm-hmm. go to, go to the restaurant and say we're going to go to the restaurant, and we're not going with any of your friends. We're going mom and daddy's friends, and they're going to want to talk to you and stuff. But you've got to be good. And there's going to be times you get to talk, times you need to be quiet. If you need to know, ask us. You know, but we're bringing uh, coloring books and we're bringing crayons, we're bringing stickers and stuff. And we want you to really try very hard to do this. Set those minimum expectations. And that way, um, your kids know what's expected of them. In a bigger sense, what minimum expectations does is it helps you, whether you're in public and embarrassed or whether you're at home and totally chilled, um, whether you're the kind maybe that you don't discipline because you're afraid you'll go overboard and you don't know when um, to really kick it in. Um, Minimum expectations will give you a line in the sand that says if they drop below this, there's got to be some sort of consequence. And that that it, and it'll be the same whether you're in a bad mood or good mood because sometimes people in bad moods, um, they discipline harsher than when they're – and then they'll let them get away with murder when they're in good moods. Uh, sometimes when they're embarrassed, again, they won't do anything or they'll do too much of the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. But set in your mind what is good behavior. Now, here's my other thing too is I don't reward good behavior. I don't. I expect it. I expect good behavior. So the ice cream sandwich filler, a.k.a. ice cream, is the good behavior. Anything above my expectations, though, I will reward. Mm -hmm. I think that's because part of our job uh, as disciplinarians is to exaggerate the consequences of good behavior and the rewards of great behavior. I'm not going to reward a child for not picking his nose. I expect him not to pick his nose. But 
if he reaches in there and pulls out a very, very oh, awesome Oh, God, James, you're skin. being so gross. Uh, I think people get my idea. Yeah. For more on that, though, um, you can – you can. I'll put some links up. I did a big series on another podcast I do called Children's Ministry Monthly at cmmonthly.com. I did a seven or eight or nine-part series on discipline. I also have an entire page full of notes that I do conferences uh, on children's discipline. And the context is – uh, classroom, but it's the same stuff. I, I it's just stuff I use here, and I pulled in there the, the idea of minimum uh, expectations or minimum requirements, the idea of being their age versus being bad, the idea of um, oh, what was the other one we did just just a minute ago? Um, I don't remember. It's okay. It's all right. All right, but huh. consistency. It's things like right. that. So it's good stuff. Anyway, that's that's I guess that's about it. Um, the only other thing I want to say real quick is don't be afraid to set expectations for your kid. Don't think, oh, you know, my kid's only two. There's no way they could, you know, make it through this. It, they couldn't do that because you'd be surprised. I mean, obviously, don't ask them to do something that's just insane. And yeah, don't, don't like put drive. them. Yeah. No, like like don't take the your, only thing they can drive is you crazy. <laughs> <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. I want to push the button. <laughs> Okay, go ahead. Um, anyway, is you know, if if they're not going to, if you set your expectations high, you know, and even if they don't quite get there, they're still going to act better yeah. than if you just expect them to act terrible mm-hmm. and never, you know, and never really do anything. And about dads, it. it's your job again. I'm going to rail on dads. It is your job to set the tone. Okay, <laughs> your little boy is going to grow up, and he is going to manhandle and abuse your wife if you don't stop him. I don't know why, but I've seen it with single-parent homes a lot, these loving mom and son relationships. But as the son ages, that testosterone kicks in, and even though he loves his mom and he'd kill anybody that laid a hand on her, he will hit her or scream at her or slam her doors and tear up her stuff. And it is your job, dude, to make sure your kid, whether you live in that house or not, is going to respect your wife. I even had to do that mess with Jenna. Sat her down. And said, that is my wife. I love her so much. And because of that great love and the love that we had, we have two children. And and I love you guys, but I love her so much. And I'm not going to let you disrespect her. You've got to treat her nice, just like I do. And uh, so there you go, guys. Get your son and sit him down. And when he, because he does, they do treat, we did a show on that too. They treat uh, moms and dads differently. And you've got to... Um, you've got to stand there and be the standard. They're going to watch you and uh, they're going to emulate you. So make sure you're doing right by your wife as well and uh, respecting her. And uh, your kids are going to do the same thing if you demand it. So again, guys, I don't know. Society says we don't matter, but we matter a whole heck of a lot. And I think the biggest disservice uh, families do to men and society does to men is, uh, is downplay their role. Okay, and so ladies who are single and listening to this, and you don't have a man or you don't have a good man, um, pray and ask God to fill in the blanks. Um, my mom used to say, "Pray to Jesus and let Him be your daddy." I no, mm-mm, that's not his job. Sorry, he's just, it's just not. I, I'd love to be all spiritual and tell you Jesus can be your daddy. Um, no, he can't. I'm sorry, Daddy. Jesus is not going to come down and go to your baseball game and throw a ball to you and beat up the bullies and tell you you're okay. He's not. That's not his job. I think he respects the role of the father so much that he won't do that. He he he. Oh, I don't know. I just feel really strongly about that. Um, 
So pray that God will send other people, though, uh, men that because here here's the thing. Even boys that have good dads, I was telling my ranger commanders this the other night, they still need men in their lives that don't have to love them. Mm-hmm. That is optional. And, and, and that, to a point, is, it can be even more important and more of an influence in their life than the parents at certain ages. So, um, you know, if, if, these, if, your, if your boy can have a man in his life, or men, rather, that uh, it can influence him and be an example to him and, and somebody you can drag him to when he's lost his mind, you'll do okay. So don't think you've lost it all. You're going to be at a disadvantage, I ain't going to lie. You know that. But um, it can still be okay. So there you go. Um, hey, let's do a product review real quick. We do these once in a while, and I want to review Netflix streaming. Love it. Love it. It's uh, what are we paying? Eight ninety nine a month. Mm-hmm, and like and secretly, all we're paying for is a one disc out at a time. Mm-hmm. But but when you have an Xbox three hundred and sixty, a PS three, and soon the Wii is going to be getting this. <coughs> Um, you can get Netflix streaming. You can do it on your computer as well. And if you haven't heard of it, you need to check it out. I had heard about it for a long time. Even listened to a podcast that is done by, um, uh, uh, why am I blanking on his name? I'm just, I just lost a lot of geek points. Um, uh, uh, um, Leo Laporte. Yeah. I love him. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I thought he was an important podcast. <laughs> Extra Life guy. Radio. Who's that guy? Scott Scott Johnson. Oh. Okay, Scott Johnson does a podcast called Film Sack, where they review a, a horrible movie from from Netflix every week. And and I'd been listening to the podcast, enjoyed it. But finally, uh, we went over to a friend's house. They had it. It was awesome. We got home. It's great. It's awesome. They have tons of kids shows. Yeah, and I was movies. gonna say what really hooked to me was the kids stuff Ugh. because it's like we we haven't had cable since we moved here because we're weird. Yeah. Um. Anyway, that that was a big thing is there was nothing to turn on the TV for the kids. You know, nothing for them to watch besides their and we didn't have the DVD player for Mm-mm. a while either. Mm-mm. But anyway, um. Yeah, it's got a bunch of shows, random kind of shows. Yeah, but. I mean, everything from Hannah Montana to Wubsy or some stuff, and it's yeah. got Wiggles. It's got, which is my favorite show. <laughs> I bet I could watch it all day. <coughs> Matter of fact, I may, I may do you that may tomorrow. Watch it all I just day. may skip work and watch <laughs> Wubsy or Wiggles. Wiggles mostly. So. I think it's got Thomas Train Engine. It's got the Jetsons movie. It's got. It, they recently put up every Mary Kate and Ashley movie ever made. Which that I'm... I can't wait. I'm really excited for that. I cannot wait. But that's how we got into Doctor Who. Yeah. It's Netflix. Doctor Who's on there. It's got CSI on there. It's got uh, Greatest Catch. Deadliest. Also known as Deadliest Catch, which yes. is a great catch. And and um and, and it's got... Mythbusters. Mythbusters. Thank you for taking that away from me. I'm sorry. I thought I, you were struggling. I loved you. I loved you too. Bye. End of the show. <laughs> <laughs> so, Yeah. It's it's awesome. It's awesome. So check it out. And, and it's got some less than savory stuff in there, too. But you can just not do it. Yeah. And I'm sure you could child block it or something. You would need to. Probably. Do your eyebrows again when you say that. Yeah, like, mm, you would need to. Mm. So, yeah, there's a product review. Eight ninety nine a month. It's worth it. And you get a DVD. The only trick I don't like is, we, I think we said it last time, uh, you'll be watching a series, and the last three or four or five of them, they'll say, "Oh, you can't stream this. You got to get the DVD." I know that's annoying. So download, but whatever. Mm. You can't complain when it's free. Mm-mm-mm. So, uh, got some Ask Jen questions here. Let's uh, let's play a little stinger. 
Okay, how'd you like that? Was that cool? That did not go with Ashton at all. <laughs> hey, does your wife, by any chance, still have that recipe for the pink stuff you were talking about on a past episode? Because even though I'm only 10, I cool. I think she says I cook. I cool, and I enjoy it. And pink stuff sounds good, Jocelyn. So I wanted to know, would you be up for putting that recipe up on geeklovesnerd.com? I can. Okay, and I'll link to it in the show notes. So again, this is episode, what, 60 or 30, 66? Yeah. yeah. Go to the show notes or just search for pink stuff, and uh, we'll put we'll put the, uh, the age-old classic. It is so good. It is so, so good. good. Seriously, I want some now. Mm. I want to watch The Wiggles... And eat pink stuff all day tomorrow. And whoopsie. Yeah. I, I just like saying whoopsie because I don't even think that's right. Speaking of whoopsie, real quick, um, <laughs> I got donated something at church the other day. Oh, yeah. A box of babuchis. Babuchis, you're right. Yeah. yeah. And on the side of the box said babuchi.com. So before I even opened the box, fearing for my life, I because I, I've seen gremlins, Uh huh. Um, I, I checked it out. Babuchi.com is no more. So I realized this is a failed experiment in mm-hmm. child toys because I can see blue fur poking out. Well, I open this thing up. It's a blue ball f- with cheap, fuzzy fur. It has mm. antenna, two arms with a book attached to one of the arms, and shapely legs. Yeah, shapely legs. Downright legs. hot legs, uh-huh. little calves and little ankles and stuff. I'm like, why, why, why? That's scary. Why does he have real legs? Why didn't he have teddy bear legs or something? And it has a smiley face, like like straight off of the same kind of smiley face that's on his 60s Have a Nice Day t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Okay? This is called a babuchi. He comes from, uh, I read the little book, I kind of perused it. He comes from the planet Babooch. Babooch. <laughs> which has been destroyed. So your child, the story to get your child to buy this is his entire planet and civilization has been annihilated. And so you need to adopt him to give him a home. Mm-hmm. It's true. So, so this some foreign green race that looks a lot like babuchis but sharper has killed all your babuchis' families, friends. It's very sad. Millions of years of history, libraries, schools, their entire ecosystem has been destroyed. I wonder how they walk. And somehow they were able to make it through the stratosphere and get to Earth. And now you can purchase him for nineteen ninety five, bring him into your home, and struggle by with with the after effects. I mean, surely this character <laughs> is going through post traumatic stress. <laughs> yeah, as like, it's playing with your child. I mean, if the whole if all of Earth was destroyed and we had to be adopted by aliens, <laughs> we would. <laughs> yeah, let's turn the tables. What if Dunder was in a land of babuchis on the planet Babooch? He would definitely have some post-traumatic stress to deal with. I wouldn't want to sleep with something like that. Plus, you know, we don't even know if the atmosphere is correct (laughs) for babuchis. That's true. They are furry. (laughs) Florida is probably not the right habitat for a babuchi. No, it's a little bit. It might cause them a lot of uh, bronchial infections and all the mustiness. Do babuchis have bronchs, though? (laughs) I don't know. Anyway. It's an important thing. We'll talk about it next week. All right. We still haven't done our top five iPod things. We're, that's a good idea. That's a problem because of um, my iPod. Yeah, I'm, I'm going through some iPod issues too. But Yeah, you are. It's a different show. Save it for the next show. Hey, dear James and Jen, I love Geek Loves Nerd. <laughs> and the last episode I listened to didn't have any Ask Jen questions. So I thought I'd write in and see if Jen or James had any insight or advice for me. I'm a high school teacher. 
I find it to be a really stressful job. I typically work 12 hours at school and then another two or three at home in the evenings. I also work between 8 to 12 hours every weekend. I knew that teaching would be a lot of work the first few years, but this is my fifth year, and it hasn't become any less work. There are many things I love about teaching, like getting to use creativity in my job, knowing that I'm making a positive difference, but I find that most days I'm very frustrated. I'm also starting to feel like it's never going to get any better than this and that my job is always going to feel incredibly difficult. My question is, how do you know if you're in the right job? I'm asking you guys, since it sounds like James has worked in several fields before he entered ministry. Yeah, dishwashing doesn't really count as a field, but sure. And <laughs> It's a field? It's a service, the service industry. No, the only thing that would be counted as a field is picking up cow pies out of a field. Mm. Anyway, Jen, and Jen has gone from being an accountant to a stay-at-home mom, how do you know if you're in the path that God intended and is it just difficult or if you've battled through and, 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 and it, and think it's time for other things, is it okay? Uh, thank you so much. God bless Ica. I C A. I'm, I'm imagining this Ica or Ica. I'm sorry if I've butchered your name, which I'm sure I did. You can change it to James if you'd like. It's a nice <laughs> name. Um, Jen, go ahead. It's, it's your question, even though she said Jen and James. Um, I would say that if you've put five years into it, and you're just not enjoying it, or maybe you know. I don't think she, did she mention if she has kids or anything like she that. She didn't mention anything okay. about her personal life. Um, you know, maybe maybe it's just too stressful to be doing it at this point in your life because you have kids or because you know you have other commitments. But um, like you know, when I worked in accounting, I probably worked that much, twelve hours a day, whatever. I worked you know a lot most of the year, and um. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot, but I knew when I had kids that wasn't going to work at all. Um, I definitely think um, it wouldn't hurt to, th- you know, with a teaching degree and teaching background, there's tons of stuff you could do that's not exactly the same that could still. Yeah, have you tried teaching? Oh my gosh. That, uh, you can't do that to me. I'm sorry. I lose my train of thought. Um, that you could still use the things that you enjoy doing. Anyway, that was all. I would say this. Um, I can I can relate to being frustrated in a job. I I don't know that I would blame the field as much as I might blame the location you're doing it at. Well, that's a good Surely point. each school has a different set of uh, principals and 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 people in control, managers, blah blah blah, different policies, different levels of kids, different cultures that you're operating in. Um, maybe you just need a change. And uh, teachers. Um, you know, I don't know how, how employable they are. I don't know how what the market's like out there. But I think they're really employable. I'd encourage you before you go Jen's route, which I thought was valid, but I think it, it's this I think it's a step after the one where you try to do um, the same thing in a different place. Maybe a different grade, maybe a different I don't know. I mean you're gonna do the same subject. You say you love it. <laughs> and so I, I definitely believe that you, you know, your passions and stuff is definitely what you want to chase. But the the, the last thing I would say is committed to Christ, committed to God. Sit down and and ask Him. And um, in our situation, though, after we asked, we're not. We're, I don't know. He's never been the kind to come down a flaming ball and say, "Do this." He's never sent a, a flaming babuchi to us and and told us what we're supposed to do. Maybe that's why they're there. That's there's 15 things we're supposed to do then because I have 15 <laughs> of them. But um, and I gave them away. Oh no. <coughs> Now they're going to make a movie about us trying to reclaim the babuchis. And when they get together, they're going to glow like in those stones. And, and go ahead and go. Ahead and, good Lord, you smoker. I'm sorry. I'm not a smoker. I promise. Pick your lung up off the floor and put it back in. 
sick. Anyway, uh, I would say talk to God about it. And um, what we had to do is we tentatively made our plans uh, according to what we felt we needed to do. And this was, you know, after a long time of praying and thinking and and talking it out. We did a five-year plan. We submitted even that to God and said, you know, not what we want, what you want. And, um, And we just moved really slowly with a lot of prayer, a lot of time. And uh, God directed our path. I, I heard it said this way. One, one of my mentors said this, that as long as in your heart you want what God wants for you, I mean, it's truly in your heart, you're going to have a hard time messing up his will for you. You really, really are. Because even if you make a mistake, your heart and his heart are connected, and he's going to work it out for your good and his glory. And I, I've seen that. I've seen that in my life. And I look back over the last 20 years, and I'm like, I can't believe that those kind of mistakes got, eventually got me here. You know, it's like the the broken road or whatever. What's that song? That, Bless the broken road. The, yeah, it, it's that song meant so much to me because I love country music. <laughs> but the, but the theme was good, and and it kind of blows your mind. Well, how can my mistakes, my out and out sins, have gotten me here? That couldn't have been God's will. And I and I found out that there's there's something awesome because there's God's plan. Not everything happens to, according to his will. Matter of fact, very little happens according to his will. He wills that none would perish. People mm-hmm. perish all the time. But he's got a plan. And, right. and and that means he makes the best of, of it for people who are called according to purpose. Well, how do I know? Well, if you have Jesus living in your heart, you're called according to his purpose. He has a purpose for you, and you're called to it. So don't, you know, they're, they're, I hope that demystified it for you a little bit. And it's uh, just, just, uh, I don't know. Just knowing that and 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 seeking uh, his direction is not some great mystical thing. It's just submitting your plans to him, moving slowly. And like I tell my kids, if it comes between doing something hard and doing something easy, typically the right thing is the hard thing, mm-hmm. the thing that stretches you, that makes you grow. So hang in there. As hard as it is to to keep stay to staying, and I I know I've prayed to God and had Him tell me stay. And I had to stay for three extra years. It was not fun. <clears throat> but as bad as it is, the, the only worst place it could be is if you were out at the perfect job but being out of his will. Because when you tell God you don't need him, he's more than happy to let you try it on your own. And you don't want to be there. Trust me. So for all, all of our unsafe people who listen to the show, you can just ignore all that or you can trust it because it's true. We got some V-mails or actually emails. Nobody calls the show, but you can if you want to for next time. Uh, the phone number is somewhere. Where's it at? It's uh, two. I'm sorry. Nine, two, oh, three. GLN, GLN. Again, that's nine, two, oh, three. GLN, GLN. Pause the podcast. Put it in your phone. And call us. Or you can email things to geeklovesnerd at gmail.com. Here's a, uh, just a generic one from uh, Louis. I'm sure he'll be glad to know he's generic. Hey, yeah. Jen and James. I went to my grandmother's house the other day. By the way, this was titled NSFG. Mm. That was the subject line. I went to my grandmother's house the other day to help her paint her kitchen and ceiling. So um, I thought I'd bring my laptop along to listen to a podcast. I decided to listen to Geek Loves Nerd. Because I thought it would be a safe one to listen to. Not that I listen to any appropriate, inappropriate podcasts or anything. But I figured she might like it too. I told her it was a show 
where a youth pastor and his wife talked about their marriage and life in general. Everybody always thinks you're a youth pastor. Yeah, but I think they mean youth in general, like children, youth, children. But just so you guys know, youth is typically teenagers. Children's pastor is usually, you know, three years old through sixth grade-ish. Or nursery. And, um, yeah, that's true. Some people do nursery. Anyway, I told her it was a youth pastor, wife, blah, 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 general. I talked, I started playing the Doctor Who episode, which I hadn't listened to yet. And you two started talking about walking downtown with your pants on the ground (laughs) (laughs) and sexual predators and bank robbers and drug dealers and prostitutes. You know, good, honest crime. Real life. I didn't assu- go into any depth I, about this. I assured though. my grandmother that you two were really good people, but she was appalled at the content of your show. I know the show doesn't deserve an NSFW, not safe for work, rating, but maybe it should have an NSFG, not safe for grandma rating. But seriously, I'm kidding. She thought you two were very funny. She really enjoyed the show. I do have a question for Jen, though. Um, well, it's for both of you, actually. I'd like to get both sides of the story. Could you briefly disca- describe your first year of marriage? I know you probably devoted an entire show to this at one time, but I'm getting married soon, and I would like a recap. Hey, maybe you could do a recap song like you do and nobody's listening, and you could get Jen to sing. I just know she'd love that. Hee <laughs> hee. Sorry, Jen. Lots of love to both of you. Keep up the good work. <clears throat> Dr. Louie. Well, Dr. Louie, um, I would say, seriously, we could recap... But I, I don't I don't think it's necessary. Go back and listen to the first year of marriage, part one and part two. It it will change your life. Yeah, it, it wouldn't do it justice for us to try no. to recap in like a sentence. Well, I mean, we could try. Let's do it real quick. I met Jen on a Sunday night. Four years later, we got married. Eight years after that, we had Jenna. There but that you go. doesn't recap the first year of marriage. Oh, the first year of marriage after we got married. First six months, we fought a whole lot. Yuck. Second six months, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Keep your parents out of your marriage. Don't run and, to anybody with your issues. And Keep if it you, inside. if you fight a lot, don't worry about it at first because yeah, you're getting used normal. to each other. It's normal. And um, just be quick to take blame. Um, die to yourself. And don't it's live a in a concept. one bedroom apartment. Please, if you can God, help it. <laughs> give yourself space to be apart <laughs> from each other. bathrooms. And don't stress out if you have to. It, the hardest thing we had to do is learn how to sleep in the same bed. Mm. Get a king size bed. Amen, amen, amen. Every, every person I've ever talked to that doesn't have one wish they'd saved up a little bit more for the king size. Yeah. Because you know what? You might be skinny when you get married, but you're going to gain weight, buddy. Wow. You're going to spread. I think you're skinnier than you were when we got married. I know that is true. Really? I do. I'm not. I'm, no. no, I am. I am because I was kind we of... We were both fat. <laughs> <laughs> There's this one picture of us like six months after we got married. And, <coughs> and we, we are so happy to be fat. Look really round. We, I don't we know should put it on. Deal. We should put it online. That was horrid. <laughs> it's the most horrid picture. I look so fat. I was... That was a... Fa- I mean, I was... The only time I've ever weighed that much... Since then, is after I had the children, like right. right after. But we look like somebody stuck an inner tube, like we're cartoon characters. Somebody <laughs> stuck an inner tube in our toe and pumped it up about yeah. three or four shots. I think we were just eating too much candy or something. I don't know. I don't know. We were just having life. We were, we're just having fun. Hey, it's time for us to get out of here, though. You know what? That's right. Oh, let me turn that down. Hey, thanks for joining us. Um, you can join us every, even though it's Thursday night right now, most of the time, Tuesday nights. At what, 9.30 Eastern? Yes. Uh, right here on geeklovesnerd.com slash watch dash live. 
you can also email us at geeklovesnerd at gmail.com. Um, we got forums on the website, but you can call us. Do that right now, 9203-GLN-GLN. Thanks to everybody who joined us in the chat room. Let me see. Pastor Mikey Wan, Missy Missa, uh, Power Mom, Tim Blaze. We have a couple of anonymous people in there. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, Jen, I loved you. I loved you, too.